0: From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Welcome back. Well, I guess you got a little bit more time to listen to podcasts now, don't you? Certainly, if you are living anywhere in Canada, your life is significantly different than it was just... Two short weeks ago, the last time we posted an episode. I can't believe how much has changed since then. COVID-19 has changed our world forever, and we are all trying to figure it out. But let's remember, we're all in this together. From the perspective of the Cannabis Podcast, very pleased that cannabis is a recognized essential service in our country. So we may be stuck at home, but at least we can still get high and enjoy it this episode, we're going to look at some unique situations due to COVID-19, some positive, some perhaps not so. But because we also need to break from this endless news cycle of constant stories about it, we're going to celebrate a new Cultivar Corner this week with our first legal $100 ounce. You heard that right. Our first legal $100 ounce. Pretty impressed with Pure Sun Farms, a BC company, and their one-ounce indica blend. We're going to be sampling that on Cultivar Corner. We'll touch on a couple of notes from listeners and I will share another essay from my recently completed cannabis retail course. And we're going to get some advice from Leafly on how to celebrate 420, which is coming up this month. In fact, it's all month long. And we'll find out how to celebrate it in an isolation. Now, perhaps you've heard before that the answer to everything is 42. Well, we made it. This is episode 42 of the Cannabis Podcast. <laughs> And let's remember that we are all in this together and it's up to each of us to make sure that all the people in, in our lives are faring well through this, trying to keep in contact with our close family throughout the week, making sure everybody's still mentally sane. And I appreciate a couple of notes I got from listeners in this last week. First of all, Shane tells me that we wish us safety and health to you and yours. And I love this line. May you only be coughing due to the dankest weed. Stay safe. That's a sentiment that we should share with many, I think. also wanted to thank Tracy, who we've heard from before. Tracy in Ontario. Hi, Tracy. Thank you for the note. I appreciate it. Tracy is figuring that edibles are her good cannabis alternative if she's too sick to smoke. So she stocked up on some edibles. And I really like this idea. Since surviving the pandemic and all this social distancing and anxiety that goes with all of this is not an individual effort, as we've already spoken about, she has been making sure her friends who could not afford to stock up got a little coping with COVID kit. What a great idea, Tracy. I love it. Tracy sent this out in, uh, through the mail. Uh, community has never been more important. As she says, we are all in this together. Stay healthy, stay high. And that is, in fact, the signature that I've been using on all of my emails for the last two weeks. Stay healthy, stay high. So thank you both for that. I appreciate that. If you have anything that you would like to pass on, how you're handling things during these really difficult times of being a Canadian, being a member of the world, please send me a note at info at CannabisPodcast.com. Always interested to hear how other people are doing. And then I came across this story this last week. It's not Canada, but it is still cannabis related and it's COVID related. And I thought this is the kind of story we need to hear more about. This is a story from maryjane.com. In Oregon, it's possible to score a gram of Primo pot for just a dollar, but now, at a dispensary in San Francisco, some Californians can snag an entire eighth of an ounce of weed for the same low price, one dollar. Over the weekend, Barbary Coast, a dispensary located in San Francisco, unveiled a new compassion menu for customers who are financially in need due to the coronavirus crisis the menu offers Sherbinsky's proprietary weed strain, acai berry, for only $1 per eighth, for three and a half grams, or as they say in Quebec, a three and a half. Normally, an eighth of that strain goes for $75. San Francisco set the tone for the world when it comes to providing cannabis and compassion to the cannabis community, says Mario Guzman, the head of the pot cultivation company, Sherbinsky and the breeder of the world-famous strains, gelato and sunset sherbet. Some of the first dispensaries in the world started here. Barbary Coast is part of that inner thread, as is Sherbinsky's. Together, we have joined our efforts to show some love in the best way we know how, sharing flowers. Well, as of last week, 3.3 million Americans filed for unemployment, and in Canada, it was almost 2 million or 1.2 million after our nation's economies have come to a standstill in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak. Barbary Coast's Compassion menu would guarantee that Bay Area cannabis consumers can still buy quality weed, even if their bank accounts are taking a bit of a hit right now, so long as supplies last, of course. To access the Compassion menu, customers will not need to provide proof of their financial hardships. Barbary Coast will sell the eights on an honor system instead. And even that says a lot about the cannabis community and how it comes together in difficult times. And these are certainly difficult times. So kudos to the Barbary Coast dispensary down in San Francisco, realizing that this is a very challenging time in our world and to be selling eights while they last for a dollar for 3.5 grams, good on you. Those are the kind of stories we need to hear more about. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Cultivar Corner, Cultivar Corner, oh, yeah. Cultivar Corner, please explain this stuff to me. Well, I couldn't think of a better way for us to escape than to dive back into Cultivar Corner. And I was pleasantly surprised that I managed to find an escape this week that was actually cheap. Well, okay, not cheap. Well, yeah, relatively speaking, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever picked up an ounce of anything on the legal market, and I paid just $100 for it. Or ninety-nine ninety-nine, in fact. You'll find the link to what I'm talking about. I've given you two. One is from the company, Pure Sun Farms, which is a BC company. And the other is from BC Cannabis Stores, which is where I picked up this particular ounce a Pure Sun Farms Indica for $99.99. I love it. So let me give you the rundown on Pure Sun Farms. Full of flavor, each batch of their indica is chosen to deliver consistent potency with medium to strong THC potential and upfront aromatics from the first flower to the last. Grown in a sunlight-filled, high-tech greenhouse in British Columbia. The buds are trimmed and hand-groomed, dried and cured with care. Our indica pack contains a single strain with aromas ranging from dried fruits to sweet spices. Mmm. Yes, there's definitely some fruitiness in there. And an earthiness, too, because it's an indica. So I'm thinking there's going to be a fair amount of myrcene. And based on effect... I think there is a fair amount of mirror scene because I've been really loving this uh, at night. This has been my go-to for the last week or so. Here we are daytime, COVID-19 daytime. And I'm about to fire one of these up and hopefully I won't fall asleep before the episode is over. <laughs> Let me give you the other details of Pure Sun Farms. This is from the BC Cannabis store site where I bought it and they provide a little bit more detail. However, the only thing I don't have on this strain is the terpene profile. Unfortunately, I can't find that information anywhere. Could be because they might be using different strains in this indica blend. Anyways, from the BC Cannabis site, it is produced in British Columbia. We know that already. Producer is Pure Sun Farms. It is an indica-dominant strain. The THC, 14 to 17%. And the THC in the package that I... And first of all, it was very cool to get a one-ounce package. It's the first time. I loved it. And in my one ounce package, the total THC is 17.1%. Decent, I'm fairly happy with it. And then I pop the bag and put it into my glass jar as I always do and I'm really impressed. There's a lot of really nice, good sized buds. And in fact, they have a picture of the bud on the BC site and, and that's pretty well what my buds look like. I'm very impressed. Get on my jeweler's loop, take a look at it with a little light. Bring that, oh my, my, my. It's fairly, lots of trichomes. Lots of trichomes that have gone into the milky and moved a little bit into the amber stage. Lots of red pistils. Looks like it's a good indica flower based on the structure, it's very dense. Mm. I also just finished another course this last week on interpreting. If you want to check that out, go to the Trichome Institute. They have a whole course on interpreting. And the idea behind interpreting is you are interpreting the terpenes within that cannabis. And in so doing, you should be able to get a fairly good assessment with whatever strain you have in front of you or chemibar, chemobar. since we're talking about the chemical components of the variety. I know I've been saying cultivar and it is cultivar corner. <laughs> we may in the future change that to chem- chemobar, but we'll think about that for a bit, but I'm really impressed. And so based on that interpreting aspect, which a lot of it is where the smell is coming in your nasal passages, and because the cranial nerve, uh, nerve number one is what you're going to smell all the cannabis with. And I'm feeling this in the lower parts of my nose, which is telling me that this is probably going to have some sedative effect. And I know that because I've already sampled some of this and it has a pretty good sedative effect. So I tell you what, let's put it to the test. I'm going to pause the recording here while I prepare a joint, put a sample into the vaporizer. And uh, of course, it'll, it'll appear like it's instant for you. And for you, it literally was instant. The beauty of stop and pause recording. So let me fire up the first joint of Pure Sun Farms in Indica. Can taste some of the woodiness. Some of the fruitiness that comes through. It's clean. As I look at the ash that's coming off. Nice and white. No black at all. No harshness to it, so pure flour, And the ash has fallen off really nicely. And just about up to speed on the vaporizer means another hit off of the joint. Mm. And a couple hits. And here comes my happy eyes. <laughs> Which I realized now that I'm getting the happy eyes uh, mostly in... I'm trying to get away from the indica sativa stuff. I mean, we've talked about it so so often and and that that's our future, but of course this is an indica, so I kind of have to refer to it as an indica. And it's the initial euphoria is what I refer to when I talk about my happy eyes. Uh, Because I get it both from sativas and I get it both from an indica, or rather I get it from a strain of cannabis that has the right terpenes that are giving me the true effect. So there's enough off the joint. The vaporizer is ready. Nice, cool smoke now. Mm. And so much more taste. I really love, they really get the fruity bouquet. Mm. Oh, and I can feel that this has definitely got some Myrcene in it because my body is relaxing. And of course Myrcene is the lubricating terpene. It, it wakes up our CB1 receptors and allows the other cannabinoids to be received better, the other terpenes better. So myrcene is a wonderful little device or a wonderful terpene. And it's certainly doing some lubricating now. Mm. Getting a really nice buzz off of this. It's the kind of high that I would probably like to listen to some music, eh, maybe even watch some TV, have some good conversation. And even if that conversation is happening via Zoom chat, We're connecting in whatever way we can this time, right? So end result, I'm probably going to give this one a a seven out of a 10. Um, And the only reason I wouldn't even go higher than that is just because uh, I never give something a 10. (laughs) People hate sending me surveys because, you know, they want you to do that, that number 10 all the time. I never give anybody a 10 or anything a 10. So this is a 7 out of 10 for Pure Sun Farms Indica Blend, the first $100 ounce on the legal markets, And I truly hope we see a lot more of these in the future. And I'd like to see some $100 sativas coming along or perhaps narrow-leaf marijuana is what I really mean. That's a pretty good value for my $100. And since so many people are getting their education online, These days, I think it's kind of appropriate to say, it's time for some education. Let's go to school. (laughs) You can be like all the other school kids who are getting their education remotely. Interesting world (laughs) we're in today. So as I mentioned, I think last week we talked about it. The fact that I just finished a cannabis retail course at Okanagan College here. Enjoyed the course. It probably didn't provide too much more information than I already had deep inside these brain cells. But it was a worthwhile exercise, especially since I'm going to be heading back into the cannabis retail world very, very soon. More details to come on that as they occur. But through that course, there were a number of assignments we were given, given some context and to produce a under 500 word essay on that particular topic. And this was one of the earlier ones. And it was do your own research and explain the difference between hydrocarbon, ethanol and CO2 extraction. And so here we go. Extraction techniques separate the components of cannabis and extract them from the plant material. Here is my summary of the three extraction methods identified for research. Let's look at alcohol extraction first, and more specifically ethanol as our solvent. The extraction vessel holds all of the cannabis plant material which is then soaked in the ethanol. After the plant material is removed, we filter the extracted liquid and evaporation removes the residual alcohol. Because ethanol is a polar solvent, it has a tendency to mix with water and dissolve molecules like chlorophyll. Chlorophyll produces a bitter taste, so further processing is required to remove it. However, if we lower the temperature of the ethanol to minus 40 degrees Celsius, we can perform our extraction of the cannabinoids and terpenes while leaving the chlorophyll and lipids behind. This method uses only atmospheric pressure, but it must be done carefully as ethanol is highly flammable. It's not efficient because each run requires fresh ethanol for the process. With ethanol extraction, there is no risk of residual chemicals in the final product, and this is a popular method to create cannabis oils. Hydrocarbon extraction often uses butane to extract butane hash oil. We start with the cannabis and liquid butane in a closed, pressurized, and heated system. A vacuum turns the liquid into a vapor, making it easier for evaporation to remove the butane. Because butane burns easily in its gas phase, the temperature must be carefully managed to avoid explosions. A series of circulators then remove and recycle the butane. Third-party testing must be used to ensure all of the residual butane has been removed. This extract in its hard form is called shatter. That shatter can be softer and more flexible when more terpenes are included in the extraction. By dialing in the temperature and pressure, this extraction method can generate shatter, butter, wax, diamonds, etc. Butane extraction is popular due to its low equipment and running costs. Many believe it produces more flavorful extracts and terpene content than CO2. But in Canada, Health Canada has not approved hydrocarbon extraction. So you will find no hydrocarbon extraction extracts in the current Canadian legal market. That was an aside, by the way. CO2 extraction involves no toxins and is considered the safest for users and the environment. Our solvent is created when high pressure and heat turn the CO2 supercritical, simultaneously like a liquid and a gas. The real differentiator for CO2 is its ability to dial in specific terpenes or cannabinoids. It can do this because the critical point of compression with CO2 occurs at 88 degrees Fahrenheit, which is well below the cannabinoid and terpene activation temperatures. Extracting multiple cannabinoids can therefore require multiple passes, and that can make the process run lengthy. Because CO2 extraction must pressurize and heat the gas, tremendous pressure levels are necessary, perhaps as high as 5,000 PSI. This is what makes CO2 extraction cost-prohibitive for some. For others, it builds a business, like it is done for the local manufacturer Vitalis extraction technology. They have machinery now that handles 3,000 liters in a single run. CO2 extraction is another popular choice for cannabis oils. And with that, I share with you my essay on cannabis extraction. From the Cannabis Infused Studio in the Clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. The irony here is thick to me. We are in April 2020, or as most of us are referring to it, 4.20 all month long. And the irony is that we can't together get together and smoke a joint. We're not even supposed to share a joint now with this damn COVID-19. Here we are in the first entire month of 4.20, and we have to isolate. So I thought it was appropriate that I came across this article on Leafly. Because the 420 events are being canceled all over. I know the big one in Vancouver has been canceled. I'm not sure if the one in San Francisco is. Well, yes, I am. It's not going to be happening. None of this is going to be happening. If we're going to celebrate 420, which I'm proud to do every single day. And in fact, I'm still carrying on with what I've got left over from Cultivar Corner. <laughs> I'm home alone. What's the harm in me being high? <laughs> so pardon me will I take a, bit of a break there this is the story from leafly how to have the best 420 in isolation the iconic origins of 420 have always given it a collective meaning from the vibe we all share to the gatherings it often inspires is traditionally spent with other people (laughs) current events however require all of us to adjust our social practices to celebrate 420 this year but there's no need to sacrifice this seminal stoner holiday just because you're doing your part to stay safe at home. Observing social isolation doesn't mean that you can't have the best 420 you've had in years. Let's hope that's true. Whether you're home alone, with your partner, or your roommates, here are some tips for having the best 420 smoke session you can. Some tips to help you remember everything you sampled to products that will amp your party up and help you appreciate the holiday in a new light. Leafly has got it all for us, and we thank them once again. Number one, teach yourself something new. What a great idea. Whether it's how to decarb in a mason jar or make weed topicals, promise yourself you'll learn one critical cannabis skill this 420. And they've got a whole bunch of videos you can check out if you wanted some help in finding what your thing is. That's a cool idea. I think I'll follow that one up. I'm going to skip number two because it's a... um, sponsored piece. In fact, this whole article is sponsored uh, and it was designed to put in number two. Well, I'll throw it in there and you can take it out if you want. That's treat yourself with Wink number one. Discovered by world-renowned cannabis breeders, Wink number one, Strain Hunter's Super Congo Haze is grown, milled, and rolled from single origin, hand-trimmed whole bud flour. Each pack contains two and a half gram pre-rolls. No, let's rephrase that. Each pack contains two half gram pre-rolls with notes of strawberry and citrus with earthy undertones. Some other advice from Leafly, journal everything. And that's what actually people are saying just about COVID-19 in general. Journal everything, because you could have yourself a novel when this is all over. 420 is a day for exploring new form factors, strains, and experiences. Don't forget to write down strain names or cultivars or chemovars, terpene profiles that you like as well or any new favorite brands that you discover in case you're a bit hazy later on when you have to remember. Now, come on, does that ever really happen for us? (laughs) Number four, express yourself on social media. Destigmatize cannabis. It's as easy as letting people know that you think it's cool. And I have been trying to do more of this. In fact, I put a a post out, uh, I think on April 1st and said, welcome to the day or to the time that we need right now. That is a month-long 420. Post something about your love for cannabis or passion for weed normalization on social media and join the conversation to make the world a more 420-friendly place. And goodness knows, we need a more 420-friendly place right about now. Five, charge it. Charge everything before 420 gets here. Like your vaporizers, your laptops, your 510 batteries, your e-rigs, and your wireless speakers. Keep your USB charging blocks easily accessible just in case you need them and make sure you know where your computer charger is in case you want to watch movies all day long. Because sometimes you forget after you (laughs) smoke that joint. (laughs) Number six, make a 420-friendly good vibes playlist. Fabulous idea. Nothing kills a vibe faster than sad songs while you're trying to elevate. Make sure you have a playlist of upbeat or trippy tunes that'll last a few hours at least. If you need help, ask your roommates to help out and have an auxiliary cord or a Bluetooth speaker ready. Seven, stay hydrated. No 420 party is complete until somebody lets out coughs from a monster rip, (laughs) and we have all been there. Make sure that you keep plenty of water around to keep your respiratory systems happy and healthy. And of course, if smoking isn't your thing, you should consider edibles, this 420. And number eight, prepare a killer menu. Speaking of edibles, there's nothing that makes stoners happier than munchies. Mm-mm-mm, you got that right. I'm a big munchie guy. Well, no, I'm not a big munchie guy, but I'm a guy who, you get the idea. Make sure you're stocked up on snacks and go shopping a few days before 420, if you were allowed to where you were living, because in our particular area, you're only supposed to go shopping for true essentials, trying to limit shopping to one day a week. So when you're out there, Do it. Make sure you're stocked up on those snacks and go shopping a few days before. Practice your cannabis cooking skills in the days leading up to it so you can enjoy the fruits of your labor on the day of while in the throes of relaxation. Now, there's some fine advice and some ways that will just make our 420 our isolated 420. (laughs) That's so sad. But 420 is going to be all to ourselves this year. We're not going to get to share it with any of our friends. Of course, our family will still get an opportunity to do that. I have in fact set up a family meeting this weekend using uh, what everybody's using these days, doing a Zoom meeting and got family all around the world. And we are getting together this Saturday to have a little family meeting. I guess that's what we're gonna have to do on 422. Get a bunch of stoners together, sit around. Everybody's got a joint ready. Okay, everybody light it up. Okay, good. Now we're going. And there's our 420 celebration. We have to be innovative. Ah, <sighs> when this all started, I thought, gee, I hope this doesn't last very long." But I have to be honest with you right now. I think this is going to be here for a while, and I think we are going to be toking like this in isolation, not getting together with our friends for a while. And it's just going to be a different time, and we gotta, we gotta do some things differently. We gotta keep our spirits up. We gotta make sure that everybody in our circle is in good stead, and we're keeping contact with them, keeping in contact, keeping in touch. Even if it's just a phone call or a text to say, hey, how are you doing? I got one of those from my friend yesterday. It was real cool. It just feels good. So let's do that, huh? Let's do this together. Let's help the world get through this nasty COVID-19. And let's show the world that the people who are so passionate about cannabis also have a compassion that we can share with the rest of the world and help everybody get through this. We did it. We got through. Hopefully you are faring well. If you have some suggestions about something that we could talk about, somebody who might help us get through all of this, please send me a note at info at cannabispodcast.com. You will find the links to what we talked about today back at cannabispodcast.com. And that wraps it up. The answer is 42. And that was episode 42 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong, available now at dopehistory.com.